This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. (laughs) You did the best you could, and I wish you could see how it all turns out because you're doing great. (laughs) Be an engineer, lawyer, or doctor. What's the subtext? Because the subtext is that they want you to be happy, they want you to be secure, they don't want you to struggle. We have it in a way, the representation, but we don't have it explicitly with Pinoy's and and it's hopeful, but it's also still a little bit saddening that we have still a, a bit of a way to go. Hey Ryan, hey Ariane, hi Nikki, hi Raja, and hi Julia. What's the Chismis? What's the Chismis is a show about Pilipinex identity in Edmonton. Okay, hello and welcome everyone. It has been some time, but rest assured that the Wasa Chismis team has been sort of resting and taking care of ourselves in our own ways. But hi, my name is Mika. Um, I am a co-producer with the Wasa Chismis team and I am joined by my lovely and kind-hearted co-producers, Julia, Ariane, and Ryan. I brought them back today and sort of dusting off the cobwebs to share our reflections and experiences as workshop facilitators at last year's Pinoy's on Parliament conference, which took place on May 2022. Um, So we're sharing our thoughts now because the upcoming Pinoy's on Parliament is happening again this year, February 24 and to the 26th um, in person in Ottawa for the first time since the pandemic. So that's really quite exciting that everyone who's involved in participating gets to share a same space and build community in this in-person way. Um, So very, very special. So we wanted to reminisce with each other and sort of get all those warm and fuzzy feelings again, um, since we've had such a blast at the Pinoas and Parliament conference in 2022. So team, please tell us, what is this conference about? Uh, so Pinoy's on Parliament's 2022 conference was focused on the theme of Pagitan, which means the space in between. Pagitan explored the spaces where Filipino, Filipina, or Filipinex voices are few and far in between. That's right, Ariane. Pagitan was about the challenges of Filipino, Filipina, and Filipinex experiences in the diaspora. Pagitan was also about bringing people closer together and finding strength as individuals and as a community at large. In May, What's the Chismis facilitated a workshop called Reinventing Chismis, Reclaiming Our Stories Through Storytelling for this conference. Ryan, what was the workshop about? That's a great question, Julia. Uh, The workshop's goal was to encourage participants to value the experiences of others and to honor and celebrate our own stories as individuals too. Uh, We are joined by Filipino delegates from across Canada and we had a really engaging conversation. Yes, it was very cool. Um, During this workshop, we asked participants to share some of their thoughts with us. And with their consent, we are sharing parts of our workshop and our participants' responses with you all today. So, We asked two questions, and the first question was, when I say the words family expectations, what comes to mind? 
my workshop participants wrote down a few of their answers to this question, and I'm going to share some of their reflections with us all today. And then I'll ask Ryan, Julia, and Ariane to sort of respond and reflect on how our participants responded to this question. So again, the first question was, when I say the words family expectations, what comes to mind? So one person wrote, Western guilt, the idea that you have a better life in the West, so you have to continue sending money back home because they don't have the same opportunities as you. A second person wrote, be an engineer, a lawyer, or a doctor. The family sacrificed so much so you could have the privileges they didn't have. So thinking about those two responses, Ryan, Julia, Ariane, what do you feel? Have you felt similarly before? Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I don't, like, I can't speak for other people, but as the firstborn of the firstborn of the firstborn and the first cousin, I think I can speak for the firstborn that the family expectations were high, especially because I too live in Canada um, and it's just part of the inner workings of our culture to send money back and do so without complaint despite the other side of the pressures um, that other people don't see so I can definitely relate to that in quite a large way. I think to add to that um, Ariane that's a really good point with um with my mom my mom is the oldest of six children and her her dad passed away when she was just she's just graduated from college and so I feel like my mom she's always taken on that provider role um within her family um I'm really grateful for her though because I think that expectation of sending money back home she's made it a point that it kind of ends with them um, they've kind of shielded us from that, like us, uh, her her four, four children. And I really appreciate that. But in terms of being an engineer, a lawyer, a doctor, those were definitely hopes and dreams that my parents had for all of us children, because, you know, those were the prestigious jobs that brought security. And at the end of the day, even though our families, I think they they are saying, oh, you should be an engineer, lawyer or doctor. But to me in my you know journey of healing i think the underlying um hope and dream for them is you know what we want you to be in those positions in society where you never have to worry about money or you never have to worry about um grinding every day just as they have yeah for my personal experiences they're quite different from these two. I'd say, um, especially this part that says, be an engineer, lawyer, or doctor. The family sacrificed so much so you could have privileges they didn't have. My parents never, ever talked about sacrificing so that I could have opportunities. I think they came to Canada because their siblings were coming to Canada because this is where their families were setting up. And now they live in the same city with all their, with most of their siblings and they're happy and they didn't put that on us. And to not have that pressure, I think was a gift. And it probably 
is the reason why I was able to have a more non-conventional kind of career path. I never thought of being an engineer, lawyer, or doctor. I thought of, you know, just doing whatever. And I, I felt during that conference, I felt a burden. And I think that people felt like it was a painful burden to bear. And, and I, I want to, I know what I took away from that now that I have a kid who's two years old is that when Reese grows up to never ever make him feel like there's anything that could make me love him less. Like I, what I want him to do is to, is to find his way in life and live life on his own terms, not on anyone else's terms, not on my terms, not on our family's terms, but that, you know, this life is for him and he can make whatever he wants of it. And I don't want that kind of pain and that kind of um, burden that I heard in a lot of people to, to continue down with, with my, my family. The second question that we asked participants was, when was the last time you felt meaningfully represented? And what does Filipino representation mean to you? So one person wrote, the last true feeling of being represented was in the media, um, and that was in the film Turning Red and Encanto. Another person wrote, being a minority in such a small community it is very hard to see or feel represented. It is very challenging to have someone look up to you or even have a support system within the community. So how do these responses make you feel? I've always been very outspoken about representation and it's a mixture of my love for movies, films, plays and broadways that I really have a strong connection with trying to find people who look like others. If it's not Filipinos and First Nations and the likes. So by having the opportunity to have the space with Pinoids of Parliament and ask this question towards other people and hearing these responses was almost empowering for each other, I would say, because it felt as though we were in a collective of desire to try and find people who look like us represented in such a, a beautiful light that's not something in relations to a background character or the nanny or that random nurse in Grey's Anatomy in the corner. It was really empowering to know that movies that I enjoyed like Turning Red and Encanto and the feeling of trying to find someone to look up to it was nice to know that everybody else felt that way we have it in a way the representation but we don't have it explicitly with Pinoy's and 
And it's hopeful, but it's also still a little bit saddening that we have still a, a bit of a way to go. I would like to echo what Ariane mentioned about, you know, turning red and Encanto. Yes, they are um, finally Disney Pixar films that are depicting um, kind of people of colors experiences. But again, it's not quite exactly um, Pinoy experience. Um, of course, you know, I when I think about representation and in the media and celebrating films like Turning Bread and Encanto, I think it's a good, you know, step. But also, I, I hope we see this and we're encouraged to not just, okay, now we can wait for a Filipino one. But I hope this actually encourages more people to be like, actually, I want to make one or I want to, um, I want to write a story about my own experience because then now you see oh it's possible it's possible but that we're not just waiting um and i think in in terms of representation um bretman recently or bretman rock recently won an award um i think it was for an asian american um awards i'd have to look up which uh, which one in particular and there was a line in there that said that he said, I was gonna stand here and lie to you guys that I never saw myself on TV, <laughs> but that would be a lie because my mom only really watched TFC growing up. So everything, <laughs> everything that I absorbed on TV was Filipino people. So I was always seeing myself in TV. <laughs> yeah. So that's why when people say like, I never saw myself on TV, Girl, change the channel. The, <laughs> the hell? And I, I love that. I love that, you know. It's, it's still not um, perfect because you still want your story represented in mainstream uh, films. But also, let's not forget that, you know, we have options. I love that. Change the channel. <laughs> That's it. It also works because consumers have power so if consumers start changing the channel then that's what people will have to start making stuff that they won't change the channel on uh, yeah this it actually was kind of heartbreaking for me to hear people talk about you know not being able to, to see representation not feeling represented and not having someone to look up to that's really unfortunate and I mean that's part of why our podcast exists because we we all collectively agree that our stories matter and that they sh we should be front and center in stories. We are not big Hollywood or Disney Pixar, but within our little sphere of influence and with what we can do, we're trying to to center some some Filipino stories. So yeah, I think these are all really great points. Like we don't have Pinoy stories so far that are like very mainstream that tells like the main character's story as a as a Pinoy and all the the facets and all the experiences that come with that but there are so many influencers and TikTok people and you know people on Instagram who like make either comedic um content or informative content and and they're out there it's just not on like the the big screen yet but it's nice to know that there are little pockets like you were mentioning Ryan where you can 
see yourself or your experiences are echoed. Um, and it makes me think of like Filipino mentorship or just mentorship in general. And I wanted to ask all of you, do you have, you know, a mentor or do you have like a Filipino mentor that you can speak to um, in your life? Um, I, I personally want to say no, not for the lack of trying, but I, I'm fairly close with my family. So they, to me, are that bridge of old culture, of you know, true Filipino roots that I can speak to, to teach me like the dialogue and all the different foods and the stories from their generation and their childhood. Um, and then I have our group here with what's the chismes who are very Canadian and, and grew up as such. I, what I'm trying to say is the mentor that I, in my head, would like would be a combination of both, a bridge of my two worlds to speak to and to have that same experiences with. And I suppose I don't have anybody who's older than me I can talk to about it and who've already experienced it before I have to have that expertise. So the only other person I could think of would just be my sibling, who she is four years younger than me and we are going through the same things at the same time. So more of a peer than a mentor, which is something. So I guess I'll take a peer. <laughs> Echoing what Ariane mentioned, I, in, you know, in growing up and as I try to find mentorship, not just specifically with um, other Filipino elders, but also um, in peers, I, I take what I get. <laughs> I find that sometimes a lot of the people who are younger than me, for example, my sister, who's a couple years younger than me, I think she's, you know, she has more wisdom than me in some ways. And like Ariane mentioned, it's a lot of mentorship, uh, peer mentorship and peer guidance. Um, and it really depends on what, what exactly it is that I'm looking for guidance on. I find that guidance and wisdom comes through shared experiences or being able to listen to another person's experience and how they handled things and just being able to share that even for example as we as we go through what's the chismes episodes and you know even the meetings where we kind of just touch base about what's going on that is a form of peer mentorship to me because it makes me feel like your like my experiences are not that unique therefore they're not as out of this world or they are manageable and you know they are they are solvable so yeah i'd say from my experience i i haven't had a mentor like a filipino mentor and it would have been so useful um that's part of why I'm I'm doing a workshop at Pinoy Zen Parliament for this year, for 2023, because I want to kind of give others what I wish I had gotten when I was in my late teens or early 20s. This this idea of of you know living life on your own terms and and um, living by your values and what matters to you. So that's what I'm going to be hopefully. I'm giving to others. 
Yeah, for everyone going to Pinozan Parliament 2023 this year, Ryan will be there facilitating some workshops along with other folks facilitating some workshops. So hopefully some really great conversation to come out of those. Um, thank you for your reflections. Again, I I noted some some things. So Julia, you had mentioned like Brentman Rock. I, I saw that video on like social media and um, I think it was like the Digital Influencer Award at the 20th Unforgettable Gala. Yeah, I think Bretman communicates in a way that's like very uplifting and comedic, but also very like genuine and sincere. And so I I just, I, I get a lot of happiness from watching that clip. Um, and then talking about mentorship, I think it's really daunting to like go up to an older or a younger Filipino person and just be like, hi, I like you and I like what you're doing and I want to be friends. And like, let's talk about Filipino experiences together but like Ryan you were saying if you had or if, if anyone had like a Filipino mentor that they could go to and like build relationship with I think that would be so meaningful to to learn about ourselves as like the second or third generation um, Filipino person in, in the western society um, but also looking for mentorship in the way that Ariane mentioned too like trying to connect with our roots, um, and, and Julia mentioned this to connect with our elders to find um, guidance in that way. So yeah, um, I think mentorship and connection, just connection in general is like super important in weaving our stories and trying to understand our very different, but also in some ways, very similar experiences and struggles and successes. Um, so towards our the end of our workshop, we asked participants this question. And the question was, if you could tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? Um, so considering all of our reflections today about representation and about pressures and burdens and succeeding, whatever you know, succeeding means, expectations, all of these things, and knowing your own experiences and what brought you to where you are today if you could go back to I don't know like 14 year old 18 year old yourself what would you say for me if I can go back to 14 year old 18 year old Julia I would just say girl just try just try um, growing up, I was super in my head all the time, overthinking every little thing. What if this goes wrong? Or what if this gets embarrassing? What if people laugh at me? What if, you know, just all the doomsday making thoughts that your doomsday making brain does. Um, but honestly, I would just tell her, just get out of your head. It's okay. So what? So what if you fail? So what if people laugh? People are so absorbed in their day to day, they're probably gonna laugh for two seconds and move on anyway. So it's not the end of the world. And at the end of it, you're gonna gain a new perspective, something that you thought you wouldn't like, maybe you actually love now, or something that you thought you'd love, and you'd be you know, perfectly content with, you'd actually just try for a week and move on. You never know, just try. But also to my old self, you did the best you could. And I wish you could see how it all turns out because you're doing great. 
for me, if I were to speak to my younger self, whether it's preteen or teenager on the cusp of adulthood, I probably would tell her that you get better. You know, the, my younger self, I was so absorbed in the fact that everybody else was better than me. Everybody looked better than me. Everybody got everything else that I wanted much easier. And I'm here grinding, not getting anywhere. But you do get better. And it's not for the lack of trying, but it's it's basically just not you. You know, it's the world around you. And unfortunately, maybe you're just a lot more mature than everybody else. And now here you are involved in all of these amazing things and you're not waiting for some Disney producer to create a Disney princess. You are basically a producer yourself creating, you know, these magical episodes with the best of people and being involved with the noise of parliament, speaking to real people. It, it's amazing to, to know where I am reflecting back to who I was when I was younger, wondering where I would be. So if I had that opportunity to even show her this sort of futuristic lens of what things will be like, I would definitely take that. Yeah, for me, if I could talk to my younger self, my teen self or my early 20s self, I would, I would say maybe something like, like life isn't all about you. You're not the center of the universe. Um, so treat others really well, like care about their feelings, love unconditionally, forgive. Um, figure out what matters to you deep down, your values, things that are bigger than yourself, something bigger than yourself to live for and live your life according to those, to those values. Yeah, these are really great reflections. Um, for myself, I would say, like, you're stronger than you think you are. And I think my parents say, like, you are the product of, like, generations of, like, struggle and hard work and ultimately resilience. And I think it's really easy to forget that. Like, when I, when I place myself in, like, a community perspective, right, it can either be one, like, oh, I'm comparing myself to another person and their success and you know, by my age, they already are married and they have a house and all of these things. Or I can compare myself to it in a, in a different way um, and think about it like, no, like you're trying every day, like your hard work will pay off. You shouldn't compare your success to someone else's because that hard work was also their own. and You don't know their own struggles as well. And of course, it's hard to be like happy all the time for other people when, you know, you yourself are very hypercritical of your own journey. But like Ryan was saying, you know, love others more, be kind to others more, and just realize that your happiness is your own, and it doesn't need to be measured by the success or the happiness of someone else's, right? You don't need to fall into the trap of, like, comparing yourself to your cousins, right? This this trope or the stereotype that I think I grew up with, with, like, oh, your cousin is doing this, and you should be doing this. Like, no, you should just focus on yourself and what gives you joy and what you know propels you forward in your life and I think ultimately that's sort of what our parents want for ourselves just tying back the first question of Ryan was saying you know live your life without you know being on anyone else's terms um, 
speaks really true and I think was a takeaway from, for me at least, from this um, conference and this session. This year's Pinoisan Parliament 2023 National Youth Leadership Conference takes place in Ottawa between February 24 and 26. On behalf of the What's the Chismis team, we hope that the event is successful for all attendees and facilitators. Before I conclude today's episode, I will share some audio snippets from our Pinoisan Parliament 2022 session. Thank you to our young leaders who agreed to share their words with us today, and I hope you enjoy the reflections as well. Okay, so the question is, knowing who you are now, what piece of advice would you give your younger self? I think, again, it goes back to my dark soul, but um, <laughs> I'm just going to go and say, just do you and everything is going to be okay. I think a lot of people, especially because I, I immigrated here when I was like 11. And so being in elementary, I was like, oh, I got to try and fit in and everything. But I think uh, like 11 year old me would have done super great if I was just like, just, just do you, just, just be you, just do you. And, you know, either way, you're going to make it out anyways. So I think, yeah, just do you and everything's going to be okay. To my younger self, I just want you to know everything's going to be okay. Everything will be okay. I am reassuring you right now. Everything will be okay. You will be okay. We will be okay. We're okay now and we will be okay in the next coming years. This is your life. It's yours for the taking. So trust yourself and never lose yourself. No matter what everyone else thinks of you, what you think about yourself is what matters most. Um, I will tell myself to don't be too harsh on yourself whenever you make mistakes. Everything will be okay. You just don't know it yet. Um, and you will be doing great. Don't underestimate yourself because you'll be doing great things that you never would have imagined. Yes, um, if I could just share a little piece of a verse I wrote last year. Um, this goes out to anyone who's been going through it to anyone who's recovering from a broken heart or a friendship that's capsized. The situation that you're in is not going to last forever. And at the end of the day, you have yourself and that's all that matters is that you show up for yourself. When something doesn't work out, it does not necessarily mean that you're missing out on it. Like there's always better things along the way. You just have to wait because there's power within you and you can make it happen. What's the Cheese Meat is a production of CGSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. Today's episode was produced by me, Mika Leonida. A huge thank you goes out to Julia, Ariane, and Ryan for sharing their reflections and experiences with us today. A huge thank you also goes out to Pinoisan Parliament for offering Filipino youth the opportunity to build community. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and on our website, What's the Chismes.transistor.fm. Follow us on Instagram at What's the Chismes and Facebook at What's the Chismes CGSR. You can also send us an email at chismescgsr.com. That's Chismes, 
T-S-I-S-M-I-S. Salamat! I love you! <laughs>